potatoes in her buttholes. Episode 113 of That Metal Podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave. And I'm Gonzo. <laughs> hey, welcome back. I know, it's been a year? I think last May or June. Almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to be here, man. Yeah, man. It's good to have you. We're um, we're going to do a prog metal episode, as you might have noticed from the uh, title. <laughs> um, we're going to kind of go over some of our favorites uh, of the last what, like few years? Um, yeah, a couple years, I guess. Um, it's been a while. Um, my, for those of you, if you all remember, um, I was on the show for a good stretch of time, and yeah. it all started with our summer of Prague. I think it was 2019. I believe so, 2019, the yeah. summer of Prague. It was the summer of Prague. There we go. And yeah, and that was where I kind of jumped on because you know I like Prague metal. Yeah, yeah. Something I'm very partial to. Still am. Yeah, so when we we decided, uh, we hung out, we talked about it, and we were like, you know what, let's do a prog metal episode. Stuff that we've enjoyed. And our list has some similarities to it. As it tends to, right? It's It's gonna, it's going to, right? Um, But first, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what have you been up to lately? New music besides what we're listening to. Right. I know there's some new games. (laughs) Yeah. Um, as I'm sure, again, if people remember, um, I'm, I love Dark Souls games. Yeah. And those of you that follow video games know that a, a game in that vein uh, came out recently called Elden Ring, which is from the makers of the Dark Souls Bloodborne. From, from software, right? Pretty much, yeah, from software. Um, their latest magnum opus, I would call it, because <laughs> it is quite possibly one of the best video games I've ever played in my life. I am not exaggerating. I've been looking at videos because I want to get it. I think I'm going to get it when I get paid next time. Yeah. So I know I'm not going to get the full benefit on the PS4, mm-hmm. but it still runs. It's very capable. Right. I've not heard bad things about the previous gen version other than the load times are a little tough. Mm-hmm. So dying can be annoying, I think. Cause you gotta wait. It's fine, dude. It's it's a go. It's, you know, quick but piss or something like that. You know? Performance apparently is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been watching mm-hmm. videos. And I'm like, cool, this is... I'm just kind of, like, prepping because I know it's, like, Elden Rings for dummies. You know what I mean? So that's what I kind of what I've been prepping for. It's it's interesting. Um, so I know... You, and, I, and I thought of you immediately when it came out and I actually played it because I know your preferred genre is open world. You like any kind of game that lets you just explore. For sure. And I know you've never been into Dark Souls games because I know the difficulty can be a turnoff that's just frustrating. And I know... It, Dark Souls games are largely—they're not completely, but they are largely linear. And I know you don't like—I I know you don't like having to go in order. Yes. So this game, like, literally, it—you know—it literally has a, about a five-minute opening, like a cutscene. Yeah. That introduces like what the—you know—what the hell you're doing in that game, and it just kind of puts you through a little tutorial area that takes maybe about thirty minutes, if that. And next thing you know, you're out in the world, and it literally just dumps you in the world. Yeah. With no direction, no explanation on what to do, um, and it fucks with you a lot. The game likes to yeah. fuck with you. It'll put you, in, it'll put like 
enemies that you clearly have no reason fucking with <laughs> right out the bat. Yeah. So like when you first go into the game, you'll see this big fat dude on a giant horse. And I mean, this horse is like the size of an elephant. Oh, and he's shit. just riding this horse, lumbering along. He's called the Tree Sentinel. Yeah. And he's just a big fat knight on a big fat horse. And your impulse <laughs> will be like, well, fuck that guy, right? I'm going to go fuck him up. Um, and then you proceed to slap the horse in the ass with your sword, only to realize you deal, like, no fucking damage. Damn. And this fucker turns around and just offs you in one hit. Damn. Right. And you're like, well, fuck me, right? Yeah. So, and that's, that's, and that's how the game is. <laughs> like, that guy clearly, just stay away from him. Welcome to Elden Ring. Yeah. And there's, I mean, <laughs> I, and, and you'll get strong enough where you'll be like, hey, I'm back, motherfucker. And then yeah. you, you put him down. What's up, is <laughs> it? Pretty much. Don't <laughs> talk shit. um so yeah it's really cool um and in the vein of heavy metal um like all dark souls games and uh, and from soft games i guess there looks metal as shit man um knights dragons demons skeletons all that shit they're all there um beautiful landscapes you know castles in the distance um there's a hellscape area that looks just like a fucking nightmare and it is a nightmare that's cool um yeah it's it's quite impressive um and and again I have friends who don't care about FromSoft games or those Soulsborne games, and they're playing Elden Ring and enjoying it. Okay. And that's so that's why I think if you can get past the difficulty, like not making it a turnoff, mm-hmm. um, and actually, you know, get good at it, right? you can have a lot of fun. And the cool thing about that game is you go into a situation where you're fucking banging your head against the wall. Normally in Dark Souls, you just have to kind of keep banging your head against the wall till you break through. Yeah. In this game, what's cool is if you get in those situations where a boss is clearly outclassing you, yeah. you can just go explore. You know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go see yeah, what else. I'm going to try something else. Right. I'm going to go grind for a bit. Maybe I'll find some new weapons or maybe I can get some stones so I can uh, smith my sword and get my sword a little stronger so my damage output's better. Yeah. Stuff like that. And yeah, you go out there and grind a few levels out, come back, see if you do a little better. There's also co-op elements. So, you know, you yeah. can call for help if you need it. Um, so there's things there. Yeah, but it's definitely enjoyable. Um, you know, so those gamers out there listening, if you haven't played it, what are you doing, man? Go check it out. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I will definitely give it a shot. Heck and yeah. I know, I know the other day, um, the other, <clears throat> what was it? Um, the last time I hung out, you're telling. I was telling you that I liked that Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and I liked it because it's super open world. Um, it's kind of like, <clears throat> excuse me. It's not necessarily all the way open world like, uh, fuck, what's the other one? Like, uh, Skyrim? Yeah, like a, note, like a Skyrim. Yeah. There's a lot of fetch quests. There's a lot of fetch quests, right? Yeah. In Breakpoint. And it's fun because it's a, I mean, to a certain degree, everything that you pick up, whether it being a hat or jeans or shoes, whatever, it looks cool. But I don't really think it has. It doesn't add really yeah. any armor stats or anything like that towards you. But it's really cool being able to collect all that Style shit. Style point should be a stat. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, what I liked about Breakpoint though is that at one point you do the Terminator mission and that motherfucker's after you, and that shit was fun. However, I do have to tell you, once you do that mission, he's gonna be out there all the time now. So you're minding your own business doing a mission, trying to be all stealth, and this motherfucker comes in, and he's trying to look for you, and he starts killing the, well, whatever base you're trying to fuck with, and you're like, hey, dude, like, I'm trying to go in stealth, now they're all alert, and they're all, like, looking everywhere, and it's like, it kind of sucks, so you, you get a special rifle for it, 
uh, I think the M14 or the MK14, I think. You get a special rifle and a special grenade launcher designed just to to kill him. And you can see, like, once you take off his skin, he has, like, a heart beating thing. And then you have to shoot him with that rifle. And that's what does the damage to him. That's what actually kills him. Because your normal guns will not fucking kill him. So this, so when you call it the Terminator, motherfucker. He's, it's Terminator. He's, oh. It's Arnold. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they kind of changed him up a little bit. Because they can't use his face. But it's Terminator, Terminator. And the skin is there. Like, and they, is it like DLC? They just added him in? Yeah. Or? That is really neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so what's, when you look at the missions, do the it's it, you don't got to pay for it. It's part of the. No, oh, I have the game. the game. I have yeah. it, but I have it on Xbox. But I yeah, have yeah. It. It's, it's he's there. It, that oh, mission yeah. is there. Once you get in there, you start uh, messing with it. Mm-hmm. It'll pop up, and you'll you'll be able to do it. <laughs> so that one's really fun. So it just adds this random, like chaos element to things. Yeah, yeah, because. Uh, because you could hear the music. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it does that. And then you're like, uh, what's going on here? I can no. hear him. I can hear him. And you see the map. There's a red dot. And then what's scary is that he's fucking fast, dude. Like, he moves. Does that power walk? Yeah. No, not even. You, you see him running and shit. Oh, shit. I thought but, he was gangster walking. Yeah, right. <laughs> gangster walking. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's fun. It adds that extra element of, like... Almost. It ruins your plans. Horror, almost. Right? Yeah, it does. It, it There is that, too. That seems neat. I definitely... Um, I Again, I, yeah. I have it. I just need to load it up, so... Once yeah. uh, Velder Ring pisses me off a lot, and I need a breather. Yeah. I also got Cyberpunk. Yeah. Finally. Oh, that's right. So, now... It's probably a lot better now. So what happened was they, I don't know if they did it for PlayStation uh, 5 or whatever, but I know on Xbox Series X, they released a, uh, like a like a five-hour demo. You just, it's, a, it's a whole game, but you can play five hours of it. And I, I, I got into it on the computer, uh, I'm sorry, on the Xbox, and it ran really well. It looked f- fantastic. Yeah. Um, I didn't come across anything. I mean, there's still like that open world jank every now and then, people walking into walls or whatever, you know. The shit that happens sometimes, but yeah, the kind of glitches that you see characters do in Skyrim, but nothing like I nothing like egregious, like oh my god, this game is trash. Um, but it looks phenomenal. The creative character is insane. I mean, you you literally you want a big dick, you can give yourself a big dick. Cool. You want a little, you know, uncircumcised dick, you can do that. I mean, whatever. If you're a girl, you know, you want to you want some what, big, what you want some big boobies. Ant eater with a German helmet. Ant eater with the German helmet. There you go. <laughs> and it's interesting that that's there. But anyways, the game itself is cool. It's like uh, very much reminds me of a cross between like a fall, like a Fallout, yeah, myth with GTA because you can drive around and there's a city. Now my question is, are you able to leave there? Is it just one city that you're in that then it takes place and you have to be in? The I city? think I. So I'm not very far in. I've okay. only played about six hours, but like. It looks the city's huge. Okay. It seems really big. Um, I and I believe it's probably the city, and I'm assuming the surrounding area. Okay. I'm assuming. I, I you know I have to play more of it to be sure because like I, I bought that game and literally a week later Elden Ring came out and that's kind of what happened. Um, <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah. So to just by comparison, I put about six hours into Cyberpunk and yeah. I have about sixty something hours in Elden Ring. So that yeah, yeah, you can see where all that went. Oh yeah. But um, but yeah. So that so I've been doing a lot of that. Um. As you know, you stopped by my house the other weekend. Uh, we did a, like renovations to our home, so right. we, you know we're doing good. The the Gonzo household's doing all right. Um, yeah. So we you know we got to have that nice fire pit outside. That was really nice. That was a good, a real good time catching up and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's what we had the discussion that got me here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, musically, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was actually looking. So I made the evil jump to fucking Android. Um, <laughs> 
probably the last time that I go to. I know we're talking about yeah. it. Like this uh, Pixel Six, it's all right, but I don't know, man. Tell them, tell tell people what you thought about it. Do they just don't oh, know any my, better? Oh yeah, my reasoning. So sorry if I piss anyone off. Sorry, not sorry. So I've been an iPhone user for like the past decade, more than a decade, nonstop yeah. iPhone. I've had almost every iteration of the phone that's come out within the past ten years. Um, and I've always been fine with it. It's just that Apple pissed me off. I'm not gonna get into it here, but they pissed me off. They fucked me over, Kondo. So I had already paid off my phone. I had no obligation to them, so I fucking went ahead and did the plunge. I moved over to to uh, Android. I went with the Pixel because that's the cleanest Android device you can buy. Right. Um, that being said, it is arguably, I guess, other than Samsung's offerings. It's arguably the better, one of the best Android versions you can run, I guess. But shit is jank as fuck, man. I don't know how y'all deal with it. Um, <laughs> so people always brag about Android getting shit first, and yeah, that's true. But y'all are better. Y'all are beta testers. Yep. I'm just gonna say it. Y'all are beta testers. You guys get the jank, fucked up versions of these features, mm-hmm. and then iPhone steals them. Yeah, two iterations later, but fuck, it works on iPhone. And yeah. y'all are saying, no, no, I don't have problems with my Android phone. And I'm sure you don't. That you that because you're used to it. Yeah. And that's the thing, y'all are just used to this shit. Yeah, dude. I don't. I'm sorry. You all are used to it, and like I'm used. To, I. Mm, I've never wrestled my, with my phone before, <laughs> and I'm not used to it. I'm not used. To, I'm my phone will just randomly go, like the Google app assistant will just randomly go. How can I help you? Yeah. I'm like motherfucker. I didn't say shit. We're not you talking know? to you, <laughs> right? And so like one time I was trying to call my mother. And I was driving, so I was using the hands-free. Right. So I'm like, Google called mom. And normally, it just calls her. But for whatever reason this time, it's like, sure, Gonzo, on mobile or home. And I went, because it's never asked me that. And I went, what the fuck? Mobile. Yeah. And then it went, calling my friend Mike, mobile. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where did you get that out of what the fuck mobile? Yeah, and so it's just infuriating. Um, yeah. Other things that I've dealt with is um, if I connected, and my wife is dealing with similar issues too. Like we'll connect it, like it fucking sucks for hands free, man. Like in the car, the shit's always not doing the right thing. Like so, if you get a call in your car, you answer from the car. So your phone, by default, if you answer from your car, should go to Bluetooth, and you talk, you know, using the Bluetooth, right? Yeah. Well, in this situation, it'll do that, but instead of going to Bluetooth. It'll go to, like, headphones or some weird shit that's not Bluetooth. And it's, like, the most maddening, infuriating shit ever. Ooh, we got a gate crash. Yeah. So, yeah, like, straight up. It's just a nightmare. Um, ah, I'm exaggerating. It's Look, it's not that bad. It's fine. It's just um, y'all are used to this shit. But it, it's enough that it's noticeably... It's very noticeable. Going from a, no a, issues to like a bunch, and none of the issues are deal breakers. Like I'm not like ah oh, fuck this phone, throw it out the window. None of the like they're none of they're like I'm not at that point. Right. But I'm just at the <clears> point <throat> where I'm like okay, this is just how it is. It's like you know using a broken Windows operating system or something. Yeah. Now I will say that the phone itself has a beautiful camera, great speakers, awesome battery life, good phone reception. Like all the the hardware, fucking on point. Right. It's just little things like randomly do not disturb will turn on 
what it's fucking annoying yeah and then i'll get like why aren't you calling me why aren't you answering me i'm like what the hell i didn't get anything and i see that it's on do not disturb because it said i'm in a car but i'm sitting my fat ass in the living room there's no way <laughs> so again y'all sorry if i'm offending anybody but like that's just been my experience and people are like it's probably your phone i'm like hell no my wife's having issues too yeah. so like it's not my phone it's just android man yeah it's jank it's jank as fuck Android is the Skyrim of fucking phone operating systems. <laughs> I mean, it's cool and it's got a lot of features, but fuck, is it's, it? It's a little rough and it's buggy. It's, it's rough in, in spots. Um, mm. Oh, then and, I, and, and consequently, you had to go to Spotify. Well, no, not Spotify. So I thought about Spotify. Oh, that's right. In hindsight, I keep forgetting. Maybe I should have did Spotify, but no, I ended up using uh, YouTube Music, and the only reason I made that decision is because. Um, YouTube Music comes with YouTube Premium. I use a lot of YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube, actually. Mm-hmm. So it just made sense. I'm like, hell, hell yeah, add for YouTube. Two and one. The fucking ads on YouTube are fucking egregious as hell. So they're at that point now where they're just too much. Yeah, they're two, they're, they're two, two, to a two of them now. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes they're fucking longer than the video. Yeah. So anyways, I... Ow! <laughs> oh, ooh, that cat's having to fill with you. Let me. Um, <laughs> he's adorable, though. The... Um, so I guess so I went with that. So anyways, yeah, I've been using uh, YouTube Music. So a couple of good things about YouTube Music that I think is nice <laughs> is that the what's cool is that if okay, so like with Apple Music or Spotify, right? Typically, there's some artists that right that don't that don't exist, right? Or not that they don't exist, but they're not on Apple Music or Spotify, right? Yeah. What's cool, excuse me, about YouTube Music is because it's YouTube. There's a lot of custom playlists that you can import to your library. That already have like stuff that is typically not on there. Hmm. So I'll give you an example. There's this really weird, and they sound like shit in <laughs> hindsight. I realize this, but I still find them morbidly entertaining. Uh, there's this band called Nuclear Rabbit. They've been gone for a very long time. I think they broke up in the early 2000s. Uh, don't quote me. I don't. I didn't look it up. I didn't care enough to. Okay. But anyways, they're like an avant-garde funk metal kind of band. They're very much in the vein of like Mr. Bungle, that kind of shit. Okay. You know, your favorite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I and I couldn't find. I mean, they've never been on anything ever. But there they are. All I think all three of their albums are on YouTube. Not YouTube Music, but just YouTube. But I'm able to import those playlists. Yeah. Into my YouTube Music and have them as part of my library, okay. which is fucking cool. So that's neat. Yeah. That's really neat. Um, Godgory. That's what I was about to ask you. I have it literally in there. about to ask have you. that in there as a playlist. Yeah, because it's not on traditional. I mean, God Gory is on there, but the album Resurrection is not. So I'm able to add it on there as a playlist, and yeah. there it is, and it's all its glory. God, that's one of those. So rare that's bands, what's man. yes. So that is what's cool about YouTube Music. So that being said, um, excuse me. I've been listening to honestly a couple of things. Um, Going through here. So I've been uh, jamming on a couple things that came out this year. Um, Elegy from Shadow of Intent. Um, I yeah. know I know you said you weren't digging it as much. And no, it's definitely not as good as uh, Melancholy. Right. Not even close. But it's still good. It still has a lot of the things that make that band cool. And I'm still happy that they're still not leaning overly into the metalcore elements. Yes. They're still very much just sounding like a really fucking guttural death metal band, which is right. good. It still has those elements that made Melancholy good. Like yeah, for sure. The operatic, the symphonic shit, all that stuff. It was like still... a nice mix, huh? Yes. Yeah. And all that shit is still there. And so if you like that stuff about Melancholy from Shadow of Intent, then you'll like this album. It's great. It's really good. It's just, mm. I just think the the, the um, implementation of everything was better than Melancholy. The yeah, writing. I think because they have they already did it. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe there might have been pressure to do something of the similar, you know, the same caliber. I could see that. You know, and maybe that's why I just maybe they, you know, it's what do they call lightning in the bottle? You kind know? of right. They're trying to capture that again. Yeah. Right. And again, I've listened to it more than a few times. It's good. I, I like yeah. it. It is on my regular rotation. It's actually a few albums back now, but it is something I listened to uh, pretty pretty recently. Um, another album that I checked out was um, well because of your recommendation. Uh, for tell me if I'm saying it wrong. Uh, Allegion. 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 God, I fucking butchered that horrible. Allegion. Yeah. So Allegion. Um, I you introduced me to their most recent album. Well, that's uh, actually the first album that I heard too from them. I had seen them. Yeah. Uh, they've been in the metal music scene for years now. Yes. And this is the first one I actually pay any attention to. Surprised to see that myself. Um, yeah. So I've been listening to, yeah, so it was a, a Danum, right? What is it called? Danum? Is that how you say it? Dam, Danum? Damnum, yes. Danum. Yeah, it was a weird name. Weird fucking name. Yeah. doesn't really roll off the tongue. Anyways, that is the album that you showed me. But as a result, I also checked out some of their other albums like uh, uh, Apoptosis. Apoptosis? I can't talk today. Um, prominent for, uh, prominent for uh, Sentience. So I checked out some of their other albums. They're good. They're all more or less in the same vein. So if you like what the first album brought, uh, the uh, Danum brought in, yeah, it's good. They're pretty good across the board. Um, I also checked out the new album from uh, uh, Wilderun. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you right. I was so I found it before I heard it, and I went, "Bro!" And you're like, "Yeah, I don't like it." And I'm like, "Oh man," and yeah, I don't know, man. It's not, it's not Veil of Imagination. No. Like it's not even close. By far. Not even close. And yeah. even the earlier stuff where the earlier albums had a lot of folk elements and shit in there. This one is not even that. It's just yeah. boring. Yeah, it's pretty pretty boring. It's pretty man. relaxed. It's, I was saying it's very uninspired, you know? Yeah. And Sorry, I, let me keep let me keep fucking with him. He's he's excited, there's company. He's stay a, here, man. You're going to stay here. For you listeners, Lemmy is this cute little black cat. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's, yeah, he's, he's adorable. He's uh, He's been on a few episodes already. Aww. That's all right. He's the, he's the mascot. Um, But yeah, he's very vocal. He's a very loud cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like my cat who's just fat and quiet. <laughs> full of energy. He hardly meows. Full of gumption. You know, he's, he's excited to be he's here. He's still a kitten. He's <laughs> full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> he's adorable uh the other one that i really liked um and i believe you said they were from ukraine right the 1914 Fuck yeah the dude, 1914 that yeah. shit is good yeah that is good yeah that, the, i've been yeah it's, again i've been it? yeah, yeah i listened to it earlier this a couple of times look at look there's google it's going off by itself there we go google just keep going you stupid shit <laughs> yeah record all that idiot phone and you would think they would use that as... It's still it, going! Stop! They would use that as feedback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> It always does that. It keeps, like, just Google wakes up by itself. And I'm like, dude, no one asked you. <laughs> um, Hooded Menace. So I've been checking out oh, all these bands you introduced me to. Hooded like, Menace, dude. Because, like, again, I, I've been... I've been swamped with work, you know, dealing yeah. with the house. And I don't listen to as much music as I like. Um, I, I'm trying to... I'm trying to improve that because yeah, yeah. you will you reminded me like god damn it shit's always coming out and i'm always missing it and it's been fun though it's yeah. been these past couple of weeks since you came over and we had that nice little uh musical catch-up it's been yeah. really fun just <laughs> oh my god he just like latched onto your leg uh-huh. um yeah. it's it's been uh, really fun just kind of 
kind of reconnecting with a lot of the stuff that I haven't been paying attention to. Now, it's not to say that I haven't been listening to music, because absolutely, and um, some of the albums, again, since they're recent, we'll talk about them when we get to our main main topic. Well, I wanted to talk about something that I talked about in the previous podcast. Okay. But I think it was weird. So, Lemmy's being rough. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think I told you the other day, do you know why it's snowing or raining or some shit? I texted you. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. And were you, so you're being serious. So, I heard the new Ghost album, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> Let me, how, what do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah, he's attacking me now. He's upset. Yeah. <laughs> now he stormed out of here upset. Ghost, fuck he's that. He's so weird, man. He's so weird. Anyways, yeah, but yeah. He kicked my ass and left. Anyways, go on. So yeah, <laughs> I the some of the 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 boys were telling me about it. Um, in this metal group, uh, this mm-hmm. chat that we have, and and I was like, I'm gonna check it out. They 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 said that the new album's out. That it's the they were saying, oh, I don't like it as much as their old stuff. And I was like, well, then I got to listen to it then. Because if they don't <laughs> if they don't like it, then uh-huh. I'm probably going to like it. Yeah, shit. Right? That logic. So I went and I heard it. And I was like, this is actually really good. It's kind of has this, uh, what I was saying before, I was saying it has this, um, the Night Flight Orchestra vibe to it. It has this really cool, um, I want to say this classic arena rock vibe to it. And so it's, much easier to digest and to to listen to it. It's not the Scooby Doo music. Yeah, it's it's not. That's what I called it before, right? Mm, yeah. So no, it's not that. It's a little different. It's more. No, there's. It's a little bit more fun to listen to instead, right? Before I would listen to them and I'd be like, "This is like a fuck a fucking chore." I just didn't enjoy it, and I'm like, "Oh, this is just all a gimmick and whatever." And they continue to be the gimmick, and I understand that. But like I was saying too, is like I'm not gonna go and explore their other shit, like. So let's not get it fucking twisted. I'm not all of a sudden a fucking huge fan yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, it's whatever, dude. And, and You enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And so that's why I was like laughing. I was like, people are not enjoying this. Uh, it's pretty fetch. I got to tell you that. Stop making fetch happen. Yeah. Um, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> wow, we just did a fucking Mean Girls thing. Sure did. A fucking metal show. Um, so <laughs> what I... So I guess next time, uh, if like, so again, uh, here in El Paso, um, I'm assuming that the next time we have a hurricane, keep in mind that we're not any bo- near any bodies of water, but yeah. the next time we have a hurricane in El Paso, which, <laughs> or should I say the first time, will be because you heard a Tool album. Yeah. Will <laughs> <laughs> so, be Tool or Five Finger Death Punch. I heard the latest uh, Five Finger Death Punch, and you know what? I, I, think, I, I, I think I get it. I get it. It's like the commercial <laughs> of that meme. No. <laughs> You'd be like Danny DeVito in that episode of Always yeah. Sunny, where uh, Mac does the uh, improv dance. Oh yeah, come out as gay. I get it, and he goes, "I get it." You're gonna be like yeah. him, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna be wearing uh, wife beaters and drinking PBRs. There you go. Yeah. Which so with this Ghost album, would you say it's almost like a chicken soup for the soul kind of album? Then, since you're saying it's very arena rock and it kind of feel good, it's or? it's um it's fun. Okay. And I would leave it on, like while you're barbecuing or doing something, and and leave it on in the back. Next bonfire, bring it just, it, we'll pop it in. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll see how it. We'll see how it yeah. the tempo. You know. You know, and it's it. What's fun is like, 
at one point you kind of just forget that it's them. So <laughs> that's pretty impressive. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, that's it's not very a bad good. thing. Um, but you know what? I think in, in stuff that I've been listening to, let me see. Yeah. I had been checking out other things. Now, coincidentally, I'm, I am going to do a Ukraine show. I am going to do a Ukraine episode. So I've been yeah. listening to a lot of bands from Ukraine that I, I'm going to highly recommend. What better way that if you can't support uh, or know the cause, the cause maybe you can yeah. support some of the bands instead sure. and some of the people directly instead. Um, so the new Sabaton, I loved it. Outstanding. Um, uh, Christmas truce, man. Mm-hmm. That's a tune. That's very special. I love it. I need to uh, check out. Yeah. I like Sabaton. I yeah. Need to, I need to, I haven't, I haven't heard since the last album. Actually, we just got our tickets. Uh, we're going to go see them in September. September. I have a coworker with, who's going to go see yeah, them. Yeah. Epica. And I mean, we want to see Epica. Oh, you know, by far. I mean, I have, uh, we have one of the. Uh, the latest Blu-ray that they released. Oh, neat! Uh, it's it amazing because I mean it's not live, but the production value that they brought to it—it's amazing, dude. Um, so the new Sabaton, awesome. Cool. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of Agatho Damon, um, they're an older band, a black metal band, sort of uh, has this uh, sometimes industrial, but I would say mostly orchestral type sounds. Um, the new album, The Seven, just came out. And I think they're back. It's been maybe over 10 years oh, wow. or more from their latest album. Agatho Daimon. Agatho Daimon. Agatho Daimon. Yeah. Good stuff. Cool. Um, so check that out. Um, what else have I been listening to? I just released a Japanese metal episode. I uh, did that one solo. Yeah, I remember you had kind of a hard time getting someone to kind of go on with that one. Huh? Yeah, that one was rough because uh, not a lot of people were in the know. And it's not the fact that it's a, it's a matter of you having to be that you know the bands. It's just more of like, hey, man, let's show them some love. Let's show Japan love that, you know, they have a lot of good bands out there. They do. You know, so not only and I want to highly recommend one. I think they're called the uh, Illusion Force, which um Hold on, let me get the cat real quick. There you go. <laughs> uh, not only do they have a great sound, I feel like they sound way better than Galenaris. Uh, this that's su- a that's yeah. a pretty heavy claim there because I really like Galenaris. <clears throat> they might not have, they <laughs> might not be as fast. Yeah, like power metally. But they, no, they're power metal. Yeah, and they have epic fucking uh, choruses and shit like that, dude. I recommend them. But something. That I guess another thing that that I wanted to talk about was the high, the whole the whole idea right of of labels yeah. and creating subgenres and creating genres. Um, I've always been I've always liked them. Subgenres. Subgenres. Yeah, sublabels. And- like yeah, for 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 bands, for music, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people don't like them. I, I I just don't see it. Um, record labels use them. Um, yeah. When they're selling stuff and you see it out in, a, you know, at your record store, there's little stickers put on there for a reason, right? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, but there are a lot of people who just say metal is metal and that's it. Just sure. leave it. Just yeah. leave it. I don't know about that, dude. Um, so not to sound like a yes man, I'm with you. I feel 
I feel subgenre labels are are important. I'm not saying because we should be segregating metal or creating divides amongst the community. Absolutely not. It's more just because I I love metal. I love it so much. But the thing is, is that I don't like all of it. And there's certain elements of metal that I'll be honest, I think are not great. And it's good to be able to at least at a, at a surface level kind of differentiate what I'm gonna enjoy, or at least what I shouldn't consider enjoying. Because again, you know. Black we're, metal over consumers. Yeah. First of all, it's important that we know what we're consuming. Absolutely, I was gonna say like black metal and death metal are so different. Yeah. They they almost have nothing to do with each other. And the fact that yeah, they're both metal, they're both heavy, but that's about all. That's pretty much where the similarities end. Yeah. Um, you know, or power metal and 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 glam metal, right? You could argue that some they share similar features at times. You know, like right. the high falsetto vocals or yeah, you know, the high energy and all that. But they're very different, right? Right. Um, thrash metal and 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 punk, right? I mean, punk's not really metal, but thrash. I feel like thrash is almost like a a marriage of punk and yeah, for heavy sure. metal, for sure. You know? And mm-hmm. it's not like you can't compare Testament to Black Sabbath. No, they're not the same. They're not the same. You know, and again, it's not to create segregation. It's just to kind of know what you're getting into, you know. And yeah, for sure. Um, I know I don't like I'm not a big fan of new metal you know right. like I used to like it as a kid but I don't like it now so I know if they go oh yeah it's real new metal I'm like alright cool I know it's probably not for me right yeah and if you like it that's fine just like we talked about you know I know like in the past we really like laid our claws into bands we don't like right yeah we'll shit yeah. on we'll, we'll shit on Tool, for example. Yes, it, it, but yeah. it's easy to. <laughs> they make it. They make it so easy. Um, <laughs> you know, but I mean, if you like them, in all seriousness, and if you like them, that's fucking wonderful. I mean, cool. Have at it, man. But yeah. you know, I don't have to like them, and you know, it's funny because the yesterday we we're talking about that, saying yeah. you know, opinions are you, you, there are own opinions. Now, whether they're negative opinions, they're still an opinion. Now we I, we're both agreed that we don't like Tool, but we don't like Tool. We're not saying we hate Tool fans. No, and that's the whole idea that I want to get across with a lot of people yeah. because I'm always getting shit from people online for saying stuff, and I'm like, you know what, fuck you, dude. <laughs> that's my opinion. Like mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you think. If you like them, you like them. Don't be giving me shit or trying to convert me or trying to change me. Like. I've tried many years already. I mean, come on, dude. I'm already 38. I've tried. I've been trying for like 20 some odd years to like Tool because they've been a thing. And people, and you want to be part of the conversation. Yeah. And you I'm like, dude, I just can't do it. And I mean, in fact, we even did a review of their last album. Their last did. album that they did. And, right. And, and, and Oculus. Or I forget what it was called. Yeah. I listened to a yeah. lot of it. And yeah. Yeah. We did. A, we actually listened to it. And that's another thing. We actually, we will check it out. And whether we like it or not, that's a whole nother thing. Um. But this idea is, um, going back to the genre thing, sometimes bands can't be categorized. Sometimes it's difficult. And sometimes it's a little kind of hazy, kind of a little weird. They're riding different waters. They're they're a little strange. And because of that, that's when we get a lot of cool progressive metal bands. Um, yes. Now, so moving on to our main topic for today. Of course. Some of these are actually going to be, they're going to be legit progressive metal bands. They're not going to be prog rock bands. Um, 
bands like Kino, bands like uh, Spock's Beard and shit like that. Those are cool. Yeah. I love them, you know, but that's not what we're going to be talking about. <clears throat> no. <laughs> um, we're going to go into straight metal bands. We're, yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to keep it kind of within the last couple of years. I mean, mm-hmm. because in the name of trying not to tread too much of the uh, same old familiar ground that we've done in the past, we kind of want to keep it. We want to talk about stuff that's come out since I've last been with you on the yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, just so we have something to talk about. And to be fair, a lot of stuff has come out. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, since the pandemic like started. Like your, your burp. <laughs> like my burp. Woof. <laughs> Scared the cat. So, you know. Yeah, a lot has happened. And, you know, it's it's nice that we can kind of come back after all this time and kind of retouch base on yeah. what's happened. What You know what? Not what we missed, but what we probably haven't talked about. And we have a few in common. Yeah, I got a couple with you. Um, and then I got, I think I have three that are different from yours. And and then the rest is like shared and what you added. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about some, the, some of the same ones, right? Mm-hmm. So right, right off the bat, our first pick, which is actually my pick from last, from 2021, my favorite album oh. of 2021, Subterranean Masquerade, uh, Mountain Fever. Dude. Absolutely fucking amazing uh, Israeli. Yes. Uh, no. Yeah. Israeli. Israeli. Yep. Yeah. I actually and, was curious because um, that was a while back because you. So just to kind of preface to everybody for how much Dave liked this fucking album. <laughs> you shared it to me about two, three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you check this out? Yeah, yeah, dude. And like three, four months later. Hey, did you check this out? <laughs> yes. Did you check this out? Yes. I always and forget. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I yeah. think because you like it so much, you yeah. keep reminding yourself like, fuck, I need to make sure God's has heard this. Yeah, I, I, he needs to check it out. Because this shit's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it is it is ridiculous, but in a great way. Um, it's, it's really neat. The fucking... And the reason why I know they're Israeli is because there's a sound to it that is definitely not of here. Yeah, I mean, you hear it right away on the the song itself, Mountain Fever. Yeah. Um, was some sort of brass or some sort of wind instrument? Yes, is on there and makes it present and for sure. It's almost it like in. a snake charmer music. Yeah, in a way, and it brings this element of yeah. Middle Eastern music to it. Yeah, I know what It's fucking awesome, man. It's neat. Yeah, it's a hook. Yeah, and you know. I was saying that there are moments now, just moments, where I feel like the singer has this David Bowie vibe going okay. on to it. And he's just so smooth, so silky, you know, sultry. These vocals are just awesome. And so what's what's great about Subterranean Masquerade, or let's just say Mountain Fever, is you get yourself a really good mixture of heavy music, it's fucking heavy. It can get fast, but also a mixture of like folksy or it can get, it slows down. Yeah. And there's a, it's a perfect balance between the two. I think it's you know? awesome. Um, what I like is I'm trying to think cause the, so I'm assuming is all, are all the vocals the same dude? Yeah. Okay. I think so. So, cause there's so much variance. That's like, I, yeah. I have to ask. Um, yeah. if it is, then fuck. <laughs> but, um, cause yeah. there's parts where he sings it almost. And again, I don't know if you agree and if you, you know, but it, his voice reminds me of uh, what's again. I'm bad with names, guys. Sorry. The dude, the lead singer from Green Carnation. Yeah. There's parts where his cleans really remind me. Well, he of... used to be their singer. 
He used to be their singer. Okay, so there you go. So <laughs> not just me. I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm wondering now, maybe if, did he do a couple of guest spots? I really didn't look too far yeah. into it like that in, yeah. in terms of um. Well, the, I'll be fair. I, personnel. I'm, I've been very busy. I haven't done any research. Yeah. So I'm just talking about off of my what I my listens, but like. Yeah, like I well, that's cool. That explains that, and then possibly um, because there's definite like points where the clean uh, portions of his singing really remind me of that, and and it's a good thing, you know. I'm like, yeah. fuck, that's so cool. He sounds great, and I'm like, I feel like I've heard him before. <laughs> yeah, there's that that the, then, that 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 familiarity, the, right? Yeah. yeah, and again, going back to Mountain Fever, right? The, da, 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 yeah, da, da. I can't. I'm bad with lyrics too, but yeah, the, da, yeah, yeah, like it just sounds cool. And then, yeah. and then out of nowhere, these gutturals. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool. <laughs> like, it takes a while for the gutturals to kick in on this album, but like when they do, they're out of nowhere, and they're always such a fucking pleasant surprise when they happen. Yeah, and it just—it's almost like this exclamation point at the end of a long sentence, and it's really cool. Right. Um, you know, um, I just realized there was one other album we didn't talk about, hmm. and there's the new Star One album. Oh fuck! Right. That's right. Yeah, we'll we'll slide that in, in here in a sec. Yeah. So, yeah, that was whoops. <laughs> Dude, yeah, we were gonna talk about that. What we've been listening to right now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We got yeah, we got excited. We were excited to talk about the prog, which is ironic, right? And you're all probably wondering what, why the fuck is this album not on our list? Yeah. Um, which is you know, especially with the the praise we've given Arjun in the past. Yeah. I well, for me, it's still too new. And I'm still digesting. It's like it. a new employee at a business. You're too new. Yeah. To, you're, you're trying to give them a, the annual review. It's like you know what? You've only been here for two months. You're too new to rate. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> We're gonna let you. Uh, yeah. Prove yourself a little bit. And that's not to say it's not bad. It's just the album is. It does. You do. Mm, I'm trying to word it where it doesn't sound negative because it's not. It's yeah. like you have to kind of work at it to listen to it. It's yeah. not. And that's not to say that's a hard listen, because it's not. It's very catchy. Mm-hmm. It's very, I mean, again, if you've heard the other Star One albums or Arion or any of that shit, then you're going to be in good company because that's what it is. So but the idea for me is that it can be a hard listen for some people because the vocalists hardly ever come out on other tracks. They don't share a lot. Yeah. Each song... Is com- obviously it's completely different. It's a ba- they're based off movies that have to do with time. Bill right. and Ted, Groundhog Day. I was called Revel in Time, by the way. Right? Revel in Time. A oh, Revel in Time. Yeah. The idea is that you know it might be a turnout for some people because there's not a consistent person singing on a lot of the tracks. Right. Or so that, that that uh those sorry I didn't catch up with that yeah. those, those things were like um I, I always think about like fucking um. The human, the human equation, right? Where it's always constantly like you know, like there's parts where like James Avery coming in, yeah, and then there's parts where like Flora Jensen's always coming in. They're always like, but they're always like they're coming, switching. They're always coming back and forth, yeah. And yeah, so I get what you mean, and that is definitely what's missing from this is the fact that there's not a lot of moments where these singers intersect, right? And it's yeah, it's, it's one and done kind of. It's like they're just made for these guys, and that was it. Yeah, you get the Dan Swano song, and that's it. Yeah, and and I, <laughs> I, I love I, I love the there's a lot of great songs on here. There is. It gets better, um, I think, as it goes too. Yes, it so does. yeah. I think the opening track is fucking badass, like all the other Star One albums. Mm-hmm. Comes on, it comes on like a punch to the face. It's high yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. It's got the corny little keyboards that he likes to do. I love it's it. It's high energy. It's good. And then I feel like the songs after it 
don't really grab me until like maybe almost like the latter half of the album. Yeah. I feel like those the like songs two, three, four, five they don't they're not as catchy and they're not as memorable. And that's again, I think I just need to give it more time. I feel like as I listen to it more and more, because I yeah. do tend to enjoy it with each listen more and more. <clears throat> so for me it was Yeah. So Fate of Man, great. Starts off with, with uh Britney Slays, she was of Unleash the Archers. This is uh, Terminator based. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like Prescient, but I really enjoyed Back from the Past, which is Bill and Ted. <laughs> um, back from the Past, ba- no, no, Revel in Time. I'm sorry, a Revel, Revel in, a Revel in Time is back, is uh, Bill and Ted, but Back from the Past is great too. Today's Yesterday, come on, man, that one was fun. That's with Dan Suano. Um yeah, that has to do with uh, Groundhog Day, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, and then seeing yeah, having a bad day or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little it's, Billy. It's, it's, it's yeah, Billy. It's a really cor- it's a very corny sounding song. It even yeah. has this little weird, almost like a flute kind of sound. Yeah, it. it's kind of it's weird. almost Danny Elfman esque, you know, <laughs> it's a in a whimsical. weird way. <laughs> um, but I would have loved to have seen Dan Swano record this. I bet he had so much fun. He in seems like studio. he had a great time, yeah. and his vocals are very like I think we we were talking about it, um, very akin to like how he sounds in Witherscape. So it's kind of yeah. like yeah, he does growl a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, but it's mostly just kind of like that whispery, Talk. rough, tough yeah. voice that he does. Mm-hmm. It's not like the 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 more like droning voice that he does for um, Nightingale. Yeah, it's more just like yeah, like the, I, I get very hard Witherscape vibes from his from from the sound of his voice there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's a cool song. It's got that cool little keyboard throughout the end. It's got that. Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's it's neat. The the alternate versions I think is a nice touch. Yes. Uh, adding an adding for every track there is an alternate version with another singer, and I like that. I really like the makes for a very long listen. Yeah, that's why I like the. The second version of Fate of Man with Marcella Bovio, she does an outstanding job. And the second, uh, Today is Yesterday, that's with uh, Arjun himself. Yeah. Which is really cool. You know what? Um, yeah. He, um, I will say the parts were with Arjun are actually really cool. Yeah. He sounds good. Yeah, he does. sounds really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I would, for right now, because I haven't fully digested this album because other things have come out. Yeah. Right now, I'll probably give it an 8 out of 10. Hmm. Mm-hmm. it's good it, and i was I, I mean my first listen i was a little disappointed in fact i actually didn't listen this is actually the first time i heard an arjun album where i didn't just sit down and listen to the whole thing the I actually, same I actually got kind of bored and went on to something else oh it skipped different songs kind of yeah and now i'm now i'm not doing that now i'm actually i can listen to it um it does take me at least a, a couple of sittings because it is very long yeah but Yes, I can listen to it on the you know I'll listen to like the first half on the way to work and while I get ready for my day at work and then I'll listen to the rest of it on the way home. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a very I, long commute right I'm now. I'm still so. again still digesting still. Yeah, filming, well, still. well, we could definitely retouch on it um, at some point and see. Yeah, how we're for doing, sure. Maybe in a few months, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's definitely good. Um, and again, if you liked his other work, there's no reason why you shouldn't check this out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to our. Let's go back to our list. Right. So our list, um, like again, we said we shared a couple of songs, yeah. uh, albums. I'm sorry. Well, this was this next one is Vicious Head Society, yeah. Extinction Level Event, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was saying, my added my notes to it. I said these guys do it all. Um, 
They're heavy as shit. I feel though they're heavy as fuck, dude. <laughs> I feel like they're still relatively unknown. Uh, but for whatever reason, I never heard of them. Before. I had never heard of uh, somebody in my group or no, not group. Uh, one of my friends on Facebook, he mm-hmm. shared the name. And I saw it and I was like, oh, this looks like Planet of the Apes or whatever, like the cover. Yeah. The uh, it has that, you know, the Statue of Liberty head just on a beach or mountainside cliff or whatever. Right. And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. So I'm going to try it out. Check it out. And I was like, all right. I like this. This is really good. It's immediately. And it, and it stuck. It just kind of stuck there. Um, so they have everything, right? Cleans. They have growls. They're heavy. Um, it's in yeah. It's more on the heavy side. It's more on the death metal side of things, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but they're they're one of those bands out there that I think should deserve. I don't even think people who are just prog, who enjoy prog, should listen to this. I think every I think a lot of people will enjoy this album. I agree. Um, Extinction level event. It's not hard to listen to. It's not like a yeah. bunch of like weird noise experiments. <clears throat> Actually, there isn't, huh? There really No, there's a few like cool, like I said, I'm, I I said the Genty, but not really. I, I I think I was a little jumping the gun there. There's a little, couple of moments where there's like some awkward pauses in the music that yeah. but it's cool. Like it's almost like a scat with the guitar in a way. But it's yeah, it's, I it's know real, what you but mean. it's cool though. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's called Staccato. <laughs> there you go. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that, bam, 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 or so, like that. But yeah, it's really neat. Um, the cleans are great. Um, the gutturals, which are which comprise most of the vocals, are really good. Mm-hmm. It, it's really neat. I have only heard it a few times because you only showed it to me a couple weeks ago. But I yeah. immediately like, all right, this is something cool. Yeah, obviously this is a standout from at least the last few years. Absolutely, easily. It's cool. So um, I think if anything, I'm gonna try to include some. Um, some music, um, uh, what do you call I, it? I was going to say, music I, I was actually going to say right now that if you listen to just one album on this list, make it that one. I think, I think they deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Well, let's include it then. Here, we'll put a sample of Vicious Head Society Extinction Level Event. All right, moving on to our next album, number three. This is another one that we shared. Yes. Caligula's Horse Rise Radiant came out in 2020. You had some uh, um, different thoughts on this one. I think I I enjoyed it because I thought it was a short and sweet album. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it, like seven or eight tracks, I think? Yeah. it's It doesn't overstay its welcome at all. Right. It's, yeah, you can get through it in a single listen. It's You can yeah. probably get through it on, on, on a on to and from work. That yeah. That kind of thing. I know they were on one of the most recent, uh, one of the recent uh, Prog Prog Power Metal Prog Power USA mm-hmm. festivals, which oh. I don't know if it was 2020 or 2019. No, 2019 it might have been. Before all this shit happened. Yeah, it was before all this shit happened. Yeah. So I believe they were on there, uh, and so props to them for that. Um, this one has a lot of different elements. It does get chunky. It is heavy. It has heavy ele- uh, moments, yes. Yeah. Not vocally, but more in the um, the musical side. Yeah, the guitars and everything. But I still think that it's enough that I think people should check this one out. Um, there's So before we get to some of the other bands that I, wanna, I was going to talk about, for a lot of the different prog bands, I would say, prog metal, I feel like at the back of the their their writing process or the back of these bands, um, I feel like because it's no limit, like <laughs> it's no boundaries. 
there's almost sometimes this element of pop in everything. <laughs> and I certainly hear it with uh, some of the other bands that I'm going to talk about. And there's a lot of bands, a lot of prog metal bands. I mean, Stephen Wilson, for example. Right. He's probably the one who's embraced this this pop element the most. Um, which he's getting back. Uh, Porcupine Tree. That and I, I, mean, I just you know, thought about it. How have we not? We never talked about. We never talked about the last Steve Wilson album, did we? Yeah. yeah. Did you like it? Was, it was all right. Yeah. A little too uh, electronic. It was a little too yeah. yeah electronic. Yeah. Okay. That's all we'll say about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, I gotta go. Take a piss and let's uh, take a time out real take quick. Take a sabbatical. <laughs> All right, so I'm back. Had a had a pit stop uh, combo. <laughs> so it took a little lo- a little bit longer nah, than usual. <laughs> For you all, through the magic of recording power, you all were magically whisked away about you, twenty minutes into the future. You were oblivious mm-hmm. to this bombardment. None the wiser. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we had our first three: Subterranean Masquerade, Vicious Head Society, Caligula's Horse, mm-hmm. and things kind of go sort of our own different ways. Yeah, I think this is where our, our similarities end. Um, so you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll go with the obvious one first, and then we'll work our way backwards. Um, sure. So the obvious one, obvious, obviously, is uh, Dream Theater. Right. So Dream Theater came out with an album. Um, Shit, uh, what was it last year? It came out recently. Was it this year or last year? It was last year. It was last year. Yeah, there we go. Um, a view from the top of the world. Mm-hmm. So, what can I say? It's not the most memorable album. I will say that it's probably yeah, it's better than the last one. Um, the distance over time. Right. It's definitely better. Um, and that was a really good album. Yes. That was a heavy-ass album. This one is still very heavy. Okay. Um, I will say the standout track is the title track. Okay. The A View From the Top of the World. I was going to say... Clocking in at a brief 20 minutes and 24 seconds. Oh, nice. Not <laughs> That's not that bad. But no, it's uh, it's it's Dream Theater, man. It's yeah. um, I will say this as, I've, as I'm pushing 40 this year. <laughs> Getting older. Been a fan for Dream Theater a very long time. Um... I'm getting sick of James's vocals, man. Oh no! Yeah. Um. So it's not to say like I don't enjoy it. I just I feel like he's leaning into the wrong parts of his voice. Okay. The parts that I don't like. Yeah. So instead, I like when he does the more power sounding vocals, which I get it. I know he can't do it like he used to, yeah. but he was still able to do it. Um. And my my point is, my favorite album, which is Metropolis Part Two, mm-hmm. happened after the deep vocal fry that he did right and i still think he sounds fucking incredible on that album and now i feel like he's leaning a little too hard into voice effects and oh okay um putting like flanger on his voice and i don't know it's just something about it that it just makes it boring and i i I, and i know he's coming out with a new album a solo album and i tend believe it or not i tend to like his singing on those albums a little more than he, than the stuff he does in Dream Theater. I think in Dream Theater he pigeonholes himself a little right. too much. Um, whereas when he does albums where he's the center of the of the attention, because let's be real, he's not here. Right. Um, I feel like he has a little more fun. So I, I, at that point, the things that he is good at, and there's a lot of haters. I know a lot of people hate James Bree, whatever. Or Dream Theater. Or Dream Theater for that matter. Yeah. Which is fine. 
But um, I feel like the things that he does well are still there, like on the solo shit. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping the new album's good. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, I was um, actually gonna bring that up too. There's a yeah. single that I think that came out or is gonna come out. I haven't checked it out yet, so I'll, mm. if it's out already, I'll probably get around to it tonight. But yeah, it's overall I don't have too much to say about it, but I did like it a lot. Um, I will say, um, John, John, uh, Mike Mangini, um, and Manginius, uh, Manginius, Manginius, and uh, Jordan Rudis as always are a fucking treat to listen to. The fucking shredding, the solos, the keyboards, everything. Yeah. Mwah, chef's kiss. Just. I think you've had a opportunity to see them twice already. Yeah, same same fucking tour too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, right again, right for all this shit. Um, back in uh, 20, 2019 I saw him twice I yeah. saw him in Austin And I saw him here in El Paso Right uh, to Damn date, dude It's already two years To date The last show I've been to Really? That's how long it's been man Damn Because I saw that show Towards the end of uh, 2019 That's right The next thing I was going to go to Was with you To, De- yeah. uh, to Devin and That was, shit never panned out That never happened Thanks Fucking Dev. COVID um, <laughs> Dev It's not yeah. even his fault Thanks Devin No <laughs> Well Let's talk about that fucking monstrous piece of shit that just came out. The oh, Devin release. Fucking hell. Okay, you know what? Yeah, so Dream Theater, guys. It's good. If you like Dream Theater, get it. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this. So, the puzzle. Wow. Yeah, and dude. Snuggles. Hey. Come here. Yeah, come here, Lemmy. I'm sure you got some shit to say, too. Come um, on. Come on. Comes in here like, did someone say Snuggles in the puzzle? <laughs> yes, Lemmy. I said Snuggles in the puzzle. What a piece of shit. It was. I don't like it. I get mad. <laughs> I get so mad. So I'm not on Facebook, but I'm on Reddit. And I'm yeah. on a Devin Townsend subreddit. And everyone just... Um, num, 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 num. I don't see the... They're bottom. just they're just eating it up. Num, 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 num. Oh, man. They would eat a fart out of Devin's asshole if, they, if he put that on an album. Yeah. And I love Devin Townsend. He's still my favorite singer of all time. Mm-hmm. Love the man. I think he's a, just a darling human being. I love him. Yes. And I'm sorry. Yes. Come on over here, buddy. This shit fucking sucks. I hate it so mad. I get mad. I tried really hard. I was inebriated the first time I heard it because I thought that would help. Right. It didn't. You know what happened? Made it worse. And I fell asleep. Oh, shit. Okay. It's boring. Yeah. So for those, for the uninitiated, um, you know, Devin Townsend, he's, you know, a prog legend in my eyes. Sure. Producer um, also. Producer, songwriter, um, head, uh, head uh, songwriter, singer for Strapping Young Lad, Devin Townsend Projects, uh, his solo shit. Seasoned pro. Amazing. And in fact, his last album that he did under Devin Townsend before these two pieces of shit was Empath, which is amazing. Oh, beautiful. Empath is the gorgeous, perfect album almost. Yeah. And this shit sucks. So it's not prog. It's just, I feel like it's the sound effects that he just had lying around and he just kind of put them together. Um, and he, I mean, he did warn people. He said during the pandemic, like, yeah, this album's fucking weird. I'm just experimenting, blah, blah, blah. So I was already kind of like cautious because, it, you know, he's done that before. He did Dev Lab and The Hummer, which both fucking suck as well. Yes, I agree. There, and so that's what it is. It's that shit. It's just noise. It's noise experiment and stuff. It's droning. Um, he's barely on it vocally, which is the reasons why I like him. I like him for yeah. his singing. He's barely on it. Yeah. There's a lot of sampling, a lot of weird stuff happening. Um, You're I, not my pen, dude. Yeah. Stop. that's That's what I was telling you. I'm like, I think maybe 
since you like Patton, that this might but, be something that you might end up liking. But it's just too far gone. It is, dude. Like, even Mike Patton's style of stupidity that he does, like, I like it, though. And the reason why I like, like, Mr. Bungle and shit, because, yeah, I get it. Like, some of um, some of his uh, Mike Patton stuff is, goes off the fucking rails. And- I, I, I told you that it's like a, like a, a hellish acid trip. You know what I mean? Like, it has, like, if you're having a really bad acid trip, like, that's what Mr. Bungle reminds me of. Like, it's like this soundscape that it, would have been created. You I know? love Mr. Bungle. But, yeah. again, I, I've been a fan of Mr. Bungle since um, maybe, not, I want to say high school, but, like, early adulthood. Yeah. I've been a fan of Mr. Bungle since, like, my yeah. early 20s, like, 19, 8, 20 years old. When I started kind of, like, started soul-searching myself musically. Yeah, what what do you like? Right. Yeah, that, what do you, that, that was part of it. And I, and who are you? I went through that avant-garde phase, yeah. and yeah, like I loved it. I, now I don't know if it's because I'm past it, and I just don't have any more room in my brain for that shit anymore. <laughs> but like, I I am sorry, guys, and if you like it, cool. But no, it's not cool. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's not music, it's and not. I feel bad, and I love Devin so much, and I hate it. I I'm so sad that I don't like it, and it's yeah. it's to the point where it's so upsetting. I I'm hoping his next release will be promising. More of what and, we're used to. I, I I hate to say it, but just yeah. just to another empath. Or or why does he why doesn't he just do that that uh Wieners and Vaginas uh a Broadway show that he wanted to do, remember? Where is that? What yeah. happened? I, I, where is that? For the longest time I thought that shit was fucking um retinal circus because there's that penises, right because there's penises and vaginas in that. But that was way after that was way before. That was way before, yeah. So yeah. I don't yeah, what happened? Oh, maybe he's maybe he's gonna do that now that the shit's lightening up. Yeah. But like Again, I'm not saying I hate Devin. I love Devin. He's still got a 90 out of 100% for me. Like, there's just that 10% is just literally um, snuggles. And puzzles. Puzzle and yeah. fucking Dev Lab and Hummer. Hummer, yeah. And that's kind of it. I mean, it's kind of like uh, almost similarity with us with Opeth. I'd rather you know? listen to Casualties of Cool. Yeah. Oh, damn. large. Damn. I'd rather, I, I, again, I don't hate Casualties of Cool. It's all right. It grew on me a little bit. But... It's still not again my de facto album. I'll never, sure. listen, I'll never go out of my way to listen to it. Sure, but like it's fine. It took me about five or six listens to accept it. <laughs> but like, and even then, I've never even heard the whole album. I've heard like bits and pieces of it, but there's parts I like. But yeah. like, yeah, man, those two albums are such a disappointment. I was so excited. So for those who are always saying that we are all over his balls and wiener. That's no, not true. Not at all. We are not always about whatever he releases. I like I like him for a reason, and that reason is not on those albums. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyways. All right. Uh, you want to take the next one? Sure. So, moving on. Um, this is a band that I feel does it better than another band. So, Soen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard With Soen. Imperial 2021. Mm-hmm. This is a much better album. Well, by far, let me just tell you this. Tool wished that they could sound this cool. <laughs> right? Maynard, he wishes he can sound this cool. Right. Um, Soen uh, with Martin Lopez, played previously of Opeth, the previously of uh, Amon Amarth, mm. uh, is, has been their drummer from the beginning, I think. And the Tool reference or that I'm mentioning or what I'm talking about is probably the vocals um, at the very least. That's yeah. it. But that'd be the only comparison. Uh, with that being said, Imperial has this very um, 
almost Catatonia-esque vibes to it. Mm. And so, to me, it made my top 20 list of 2021 also. Um, It's not heavy by any sense of the the word heavy, heavy. But Soen are a great band if you just want to listen to some straight-up prog metal. um, And have this... Almost on the back of the minds that have that Catatonia vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, this is a great band. This is a great album to listen to. Absolutely. So, I, so yeah, on. and I had mentioned to you, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't like, I, I'm, I, I, I like Soen. They're cool. I, I just never think about them, I guess. And it's weird because yeah. like, yeah. Um, whenever, so YouTube music does this thing. So like if you play an album, it will start playing shit that sounds like, that album you listen to or like within that vein so like it'll just start like it'll like say so if i listen to like the fucking dream theater album and it in and it ends then it'll just switch to dream theater radio and it'll just uh, play dream theater-esque bands and dream theater of course right so it'll just kind of switch to that so whenever i would li- <coughs> whoa whenever i would listen <laughs> to certain prog albums almost always so <coughs> god damn pardon me guys almost always someone would come out yeah, I was like, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned someone because I keep listening to them, but I'm not picking them. They yeah. just come up. They just I, pop out. But I like it, so yeah, I just yeah. let it play. I was like, ah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I didn't even know who it was half the time. I was just like, yeah. this is all right. And I'm like, I'm not fucking someone dates something about this shit. <laughs> I remember these guys. That's funny. Because you mentioned them to me. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, someone. Yeah, they're fucking cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they keep coming. Like, they're the... I guess the best band of 2022 that I didn't ask for is Soen, man. Because I never yeah. asked for them, but they, they just keep coming up. up. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll let you play. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah, man, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So um, my next one yes, sir. is, again, kind of in the vein of Dream Theater. So what if I told you you can have Dream Theater <laughs> with the original lineup without James Labrie? Huh. <laughs> Obviously, I'm talking about Liquid Tension Experiment. Three, the third yeah. release, um, which has all the well, not I mean, there's a that one, uh, there's one dude that sounds Dream Theater in there. I can't think of his name, but anyways, it's got you know, it's got John Petrucci, it's got mm-hmm. Mike Portnoy, which is right. fucking cool. Um, which also uh, kind of on the side topic before I get into this, um, I think I showed you the other week where apparently so Dream Theater played a show in New York, which is mm-hmm. their hometown. And Mike Portnoy was in the audience checking out the show. Yeah. And so James, for the uninitiated, James Labrie and Mike Portnoy, singer and drummer. Mike Portnoy obviously has not been with Dream Theater for about 10 years now, which is fucking mind-boggling. Yeah, right. It's been a while. That's fucking weird. Anyways, I'm getting old. Anyways, he was at the show and James called him up, like called him out. They took pictures together and apparently it was a great time. And I guess off you know, off the record, they made amends because they were at odds with each other ah, yeah. for for such a long time. Um, you know, yeah, like, right. like, 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 so Mike Portnoy was, was, like, was like lifelong friends with John Petrucci. So they're all, they're all, they've always been homies. Thus the liquid tension experiment. Right. Yeah. So, but I just thought that was really fucking um, like sweet. I was like, oh, and people were like, oh, that's not true. They're they're Why is he there? Blah, blah. But uh, yeah. Why? Why wasn't John in the picture? I think that somebody was bitching about that. Remember? Yeah. Um, oh right, yeah. I, I mean, mean, he was the one I think that took the picture, or I don't know. But they drove together to the show. Yeah. So I don't know why people are bitching that he's not friends with him too. They are. They're all friends. They're, they all. Yeah, and they and people are already talking like 
hey, so because Mike Mangini is kind of up in his years too, but they're all they all are. They're on their like fifties, I think. Yeah. And like they're like, oh, if he if he decides to like end the contract, will we'll, we'll Mike come back? I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, I think. I like Mike Mike Mangini, and I think he's just in part as much as part of Dream Theater as Mike Portnoy. How long has he been now? Ten years. So ten years. Yeah, at least yeah, at least ten years. And the again, the last album Mike Portnoy was on was Black Clouds and Silver Linings. Whenever that shit came out, I don't remember. It's like I think twenty eleven or yeah, it's been a long like time. Twenty ten. Yeah. Um. So maybe more than ten years now. Fuck. So, you know, it's just neat. It's just neat to see that. And I mean, there, we don't know what possibilities that means, if any, but. That'd be cool. I think if Mike Porter rejoined the band, I want to say that would almost light a fire under their ass and they might do something pretty amazing. So I'm hoping. We'll see what happens. So anyways, Liquid Tension Experiment 3. Um, this album came out last year as well. Um, so it's all musical, instrumental. There's no... Um, oh, by the way, just to throw it out there, John Petrucci instrumental album's dope, by the way, too. It's just him shredding on guitars. I can think of the Oh, okay. It yeah. came out a few years ago. It yeah. came out, I think, I want to say pre-pandemic. Yeah, I think I remember. Like 2019 or some shit. Hearing about it. Yeah, I don't know why I'm just randomly thinking about it. I think because it's, it's a musical album, too. I think there's no singing on that one. Instrumental? Either. Yeah. So this one's all instrumental as well. So it's just it's, it's a jam album, man. So this is definitely the type of album where you want to hear some badass shredding, fucking killer drums against fucking Mike Portnoy, y'all. That dude's yeah. arguably one of the... Look, I think he's one of the best drummers in the world. Yeah, for sure. Hands down. Top top ten, for sure. Maybe even top five. He's yeah. amazing. He's just like fucking insane right so it's just them doing what they do best man jordan rudis everybody just fucking everyone has a moment to shine this album i highly recommend uh fucking rhapsody in blue it's it's a long one it's over 10 minutes but it's fucking got so many little variables and it's so many change-ups okay it's just that's it's, cool it's i like just when there's changes for the synth. it's progress it's prog in the by definition yeah and it's just like fucking a feast for the senses it's so enjoyable I'm um, also recommend Hypersonic, which is the opening track. Comes in fucking blistering. Um, great album. Again, it's just a jam album. There's no vocals. It's just fucking badass shredding. Epic fucking solos. Everyone's got a moment to shine on this album. Hell it's yeah. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the kind of album where you want to spark one up <laughs> or have a drink and yeah. chill out and just fucking blast it on some good headphones. Yeah. Take it in. It's a great album to fucking cruise around to because it's just so fucking... I mean, again, it's guitar shredding and shit. So you just want to fucking gut it down a fucking freeway at 100 miles an hour. Like, Hell yeah. That's it's cool, really man. cool. It's a lot yeah. of fun. I definitely encourage you to check it out. Again, it's... You know what? People usually say, it's like Dream Theater. Except if Dream Theater was good because there's no James Debris. So if you hate James Debris, <laughs> check out fucking Liquid Tension Experiment 3, y'all. That's fucked up. All right, man. That's funny. <laughs> um, all right, my next one. Goes off that pop, uh, that uh, the whole idea of what I was saying about pop, yeah. So, this is um, Hemina with Night Night Echoes, and this came out in 2019. Oh, wow! So, it's super catchy. Um, this one is one of those super clean, very heavy. Uh, I know you, you mentioned gent, uh, it's a little genty, not, not too much, yeah. But there are other elements to it. So there are electronic elements to it. There, yes. Uh, Hamina has almost this uh, cover art of like anime uh, associated towards it. You know what I mean? So it, I would say, think futuristic. Uh, and with that, it opens itself up to this really amazing clean vocals. Again, a little bit on the poppy side, man. Mm. Sometimes you know, but it's catchy. 
It's a catchy ass album. There's a lot of catchy songs on there. One of my favorite albums of all time is Addicted by Devin Townsend. Oh yeah, and that is literally a fucking pop album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking outstanding. It's nothing but hooks and shit. Yeah. But it's fucking great. That's with uh, also with uh, Annika. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's, she's on it. I mean, it's during the um, project phase. So that's, yeah, yeah, she's on there a lot. But yeah. um, yeah. I mean, again, pop doesn't mean bad, and we don't mean pop in the same way we mean pop like Britney Spears. It's not not at all. All pop means is that it's catchy. It's got hooks. It, you know, it's, it's something uh, you can. It's listener friendly. Yeah, it's easy to. It's it's uh, it goes down easy. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, like this fucking Shinerbach. Right. Drink Shinerbach. Well, wait, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it, it's. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Yeah, you showed it to me uh, again about two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. that's where I said ah, it's kind of degency. But yeah, again, uh, I've listened to it uh, since then uh, in preparation for the show, and yeah. Okay, nah, I don't know why. I think I was doing something the first time I heard it, and I think I just heard elements of that, ah, and yeah. my brain went, it's like the sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, it's like the what's, what's, what's this? I thought David hated that shit. Um, but no, it's 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 good. It's good. Um, I, I had to listen to it again, like actually like sit down and fucking listen to yeah. it. No, it's really good. Um, and yes, I, it's in, because it's poppy, it's enjoyable. Like, yeah. And it's fun, and it's light, and it's frothy, and... You can listen yeah. to it with the kids. You know, it's cool. Yeah, it's it's not one of those like, oh man, I'm gonna scare people away. There might the... be you actually. This might be one of those gateway albums. True. To get other people to listen to progressive metal. That's a really That's, good fucking. Uh, yeah. um, what's the word? Uh, stamp of approval, right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So those of you that got maybe a, a, a partner or friends that maybe you're trying to get them to, into Prague and maybe they're they're not getting it. Mm-hmm. This might be a great way to kind of mm-hmm. ease them into it. Then. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I got one more on the list. I think the rest is going to be kind of your show and I'll just add color commentary. But All right. <laughs> this album is probably one of my favorite albums that I've heard in a while. Um, so, <laughs> David, what was the last Between the Buried and Me album you think was worth a shit? Colors. Ha! What if I told you the next Between the Buried and Me album that's worth a shit is also called Colors? <gasps> Pardieu? Pardieu. They decided to do it again. So good, they did it twice. And they, even they know. Um, so not to say that this album sounds like Colors part of the original Colors. That sounds nothing like it. It's just, it's really good. It's heavy as shit, too. Yeah. Um, so let me pull it up real quick because there's there's parts of this album that are just fucking mind-boggling how good it is. So Between the Bird and Me, Colors 2. That's all it's called. Sure. Right. Came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago. Um, kind of came out of fucking nowhere. This is the 10th album from Between the Buried and Me. Already? Well, they've been around for a minute. I mean, they came out in the early 2000s, I think, you know? I thought late 80s. Late 90s. Late 90s. Was it late 90s? They might have. Because hmm. well, they had that Alaska album. Oh, Alaska's such a good album. Right. I like that they had... Uh, I you know, I like their early albums. That one and the Silent Circus and all that shit. Yeah, it's because, I mean, they didn't have so much of this core element... It was present, but not as prevalent, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and Alaska, absolutely not. And um, the Silent Circus, kind of. Yeah. There's a lot of parts where he does maybe those clean vocals that are a little too emo-ish. Oh, I got you. But yeah, yeah. they, I think he changed his singing enough over the years where it's you don't get that vibe anymore, which right. is nice. So this album um, is fucking incredible. Um, so the, right off the bat, it's a banger from cover to cover, like straight up. Don't skip anything. It's all good. Okay. But if you were to just focus on maybe one part of it, it's towards the beginning, but okay. kind of in the middle of the beginning. So um, um, Revolution in Limbo is about 10 minutes long. 
It's a little under 10 minutes. But it's this fucking... So it starts off like, like you know, like whatever. It starts off heavy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it almost gets like reggaeton, which is fucking Whoa. weird. Okay. It does like this doom, do do doom. Like that, you know that rhythm that, yeah. that that music has? Yeah, yeah. Like this like almost up and down bouncy kind of right. rhythm. Right. It has that. And he's not singing like in Spanish or anything cheesy like that. He's just, <laughs> he sings normal. Yeah. But it's just, there's this part, this, I don't want to call it a breakdown, but this is part yeah. in the song where it just switches gears. It progresses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, into this <laughs> fucking weird bouncy. Out- I can't describe it. It's weird. You have to hear it. Yeah. So does um, that not featuring Pitbull? No, no Pitbull. Okay. No Pitbull. Thank God. All right. Um, but no, it's it's fucking amazing, and it sounds it, like I I remember the first time I heard it, dude. I just smiled, that's and I, I went, <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> like that's it's just so I was in my of, I was in yeah. my office. Um, um, fucking playing. I don't know what I was playing. It was a, it was a while back. And I remember I was playing something on my computer and I was listening to it with my headphones on while I was playing. I think I was playing like Slipgate or some shit. And that part came on and I just started smiling. I was like, wow, this is fucking neat. Yeah. Um, and then it just seamlessly goes into <clears throat> the next track, uh, which is called uh, Fix the Error. Like, And that's the thing with this album. It's one of those where it just kind of flows. Okay. You know, and not to say that the songs all sound the same. It's just that it just keep, it just once it starts, it doesn't stop till it's finished. Yeah. It's kind of like me in bed. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop till I'm finished. But uh, yeah, go, the, honestly, check out Revolution in Limbo and let it flow into Fix the Air. It just sounds so fucking cool. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Fix the Air also has a lot of weird little instances. Um, there's moments where it almost sounds like country at times. It's it's weird, man. They they, they get they get weird, but in a good way. And I just this album is fucking cool. So they brought they represented musically. With different colors. They do. <laughs> I think that's part of the theme, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's part of what made the original color so amazing. Yeah. And this is, I think, and I think they knew. I think they knew that this album was worthy of the same title. Okay. I feel like they knew that. I think they yeah. were proud. I, they have to have been. Because I, it's almost like common knowledge, if you're into like prog metal, that if you like Between the Buried and Me, Colors is the magnum opus. And I'm not ready to say that it's better than the original. I don't. Mm, that's a tough argument okay I, it is definitely longer it's yeah. got more songs and it's longer but that doesn't mean it's better but that right. being said like the elements that are that really stand out are so fucking incredible they're so pleasing that you mm. just can't help but smile while listening to it production value i would imagine is a it's just notch. a wall of noise but in okay. a good way it's just yeah. you, every, again you have so much going on in these songs yeah and it starts off kind of like Colors, where it starts off, you know, with the clean vocals, and it just fucking picks up, right? Mm-hmm. Like just kind of that somber opening. Okay. But yeah, it's again Chef's Kiss. It's probably my favorite album in the past year or so. Okay. If I were to do Album of the Year with you, twenty twenty one, this would probably would have been my album. Oh wow! All right. Cool. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so that's why when you told me, I was like, I already know definitely I'm going to talk about this. Album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to remember because I was like, fuck, did it come? When did it come out? And I was like, was yeah, it this year? year? And I was like, no, it was last year. Fuck. Yeah. It's, it's just like, I'm at this point in life where weeks and days and months kind of just roll into each other. It's fucking Groundhog Day, bro. I that's forget. what it is. I honestly, no joke, I've, uh, I've worked graveyard in the past year. I worked about six or seven different shifts in the past year. And I. It's just all a mess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's all blurs. It, I mean, there was multiple times out there where I woke up not knowing what fucking day it was, what time it yeah. was. Yeah, this is kind of a crazy year for me. 
but yeah like it's incredible y'all um i can't recommend it enough um it's a crime that it's probably not it's probably gonna be another fucking 10 plus years till we get another album that cool yeah that band. i don't know we'll see because they did colors and it was all kind of downhill after colors yeah not in a bad way because their other albums are good i think they're good i just they just don't have the same gravity as colors yeah yeah you. it was harder to hit that to hit that again. Again, the lightning in the bottle, man. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that they did anything explicitly wrong or different with the other albums. It's just, there's just something about the writing and colors, the original colors, that just yeah. made it stand out. Whereas, again, the other albums, you know, they did, they went different directions, definitely. But it's just, it just never, it just never had whatever the fuck colors had, which was, I get, really just came down to good songwriting. Yeah. And this album really, I feel like they really came together. And I feel like they all decided, like, yeah, we need to fucking make this one a big one. Yeah. And they did. It's worthy really, of worthy of the title. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they know. They have to know that Colors is their probably their most beloved album. That is their that is their that is their black album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, I that, can is see that. The, that is the song that got them on the map. Yeah. I mean, that was the album I think that got them on the map. I didn't become a fan of them really truly until Colors came out. And yeah. then I went back and listened to the other shit. So I mean I'm part of that. You know? Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, definitely. Uh between the pair between the buried and me colors to fucking amazing prog metal album. It's got everything. Check it out. Sweet word. Alright. So the next few are kind of um Well, let's let's get to the next one, right? So Yeah, do it. So Vola. V O L A. Uh the album is called Witness. Uh, came out in 2021. Another album that I covered that I liked. I had in my top 20 as well. Fuck yeah. This is another one of those bands that is similar to Soen. And it has almost these Catatonia vibes, Anathema vibes to it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Anathema. I'm sorry for some Are people. Really? Uh, yeah, some people really... I was seeing... And that's supposedly the way you're supposed to pronounce it. Anathema. But I just say anathema. I can't fucking say anathema. that other. Way. I don't like how that sounds. Yeah, I don't like the way it sounds. All right, go ahead. Uh, we're set in our ways, dude. That's it's anathema. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> it has those vibes of of that, right? So again, not super heavy. Mid paced rock, mid paced metal, but still. Um, so these are great albums. Again, this is Avola is I think another great band. Mm-hmm. To lull and, and, and lure other people and bring them in to listen to, to progressive metal. Yeah. I think that would definitely get them. Um, now, this next band, probably, it would be a little bit more difficult. Uh, a difficult uh, band for some people. I feel like you might enjoy them. But I'm not sure at the same time. <laughs> it's a great name. They're a band called Moto Psycho. Yep. <laughs> Kingdom of Oblivion came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Now, I said that Opeth wishes that they could do what these guys do. Damn! And I really do think that. Them's uh, fighting words. Yeah, because, you know, they went this whole kraut rock, prog rock thing uh, as of late. Opeth had been doing that sort of um for the past what three or four albums they've been doing their best you know they they try <laughs> and i feel like okay michael you're you're trying to capture this era in your new music but you're not them and i don't think he could do it quite the same as they were doing it in the 70s so 
However, motorcycle, I think, bring this whole other vibe. They bring... Um, so, for anybody who's uh, in the know, if you know Hollas, H-A-L-L-A-S, Hollas. Absolutely. Outstanding. Another great band has almost like this, reminds me of this very much like cosmic, cosmic blues rock, prog rock. Of, yeah. Of, Hollis is fucking great. Yeah. I like yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, think them, but with uh, Blue Oyster Cult, if they both kind of fucked. Yeah. And then you added kind of like fuzz rock fuzz elements to the guitar tones yeah so it kind of has it really does kind of have that um old school vibe to it okay so it has this this vintage sound this very um i want to say tube amp sound but it's like this old band but they're modern okay and, I, I, um, I have not heard this by the way guys yeah he's, i'm just for something he's telling me about yeah this. and i just loved it all right i just loved it man it's a good it's a fucking good album. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I, Kingdom I, of Oblivion came out 2021. Moto Psycho, that's a great name. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty cheesy. I love it, man. So this uh, this next band, man, completely fucking blew my mind. They did have, again, those um, pop elements that we talked about. Right. right. Super. Uh, we're talking about Voyager with colors. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 2019. So this came out 2019. Okay, they did it. Well, I'll say they did it first, but not really. It's it's colors colors and then colors two came up, so yeah. all right. Their newest single, by the way, is the one that really kind of cemented it for me. Where I was like, "Yeah, boy, I love these guys." It's ridiculous because it's a <laughs> lot of fun. It's super dancey. Um, it's heavy. There's industrial, but again, like, are you like gonna dance to this or not? Like, and it gives you the the option and like fuck yeah dude but yeah c- colors and for um, from voyager it's it's almost the same thing mm-hmm. it's got that pop element man and it's got these beautiful clean vocals and he has almost this um how do i describe it um like a very deep deep vocals um how do you call them has a good deep bass going on to them and it almost reminds me of like not not Volbeat. I don't know how to describe it. My but favorite. He, yeah. But he's got this weird vocals going on. Is um, it droney? Sort of. Okay. I mean, I'm not opposed to droney. Yeah. Sort of, but clean. Yeah. And he does it in a really cool way. Okay. And so it's very catchy. Very, 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 very catchy. Um, But check out Colors. I mean, it's another great album, I think, for in terms of if you're looking. But it's still heavy. Yeah. This is actually also like, I mean, uh, they were heavy. These guys are heavy too. Okay. So it's not like it's going to be like um, Soin or um, Vola where it's a little bit more mid-paced, just rock. Yeah, Voyager are heavy. Uh, let's move on to this next one that I thought was outstanding. Okay. Terra Odium. Mm, I like that name too. Knee, Nat Plus Ultra came out in 2021. This one is featuring. This one has. Remember the singer from Spiral. Oh yes, Spiral okay. Architect. I think he did show me this one. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. It's got a really cool puzzle, uh, or like a maze. The cover art is like a maze, mm-hmm. uh, or labyrinth, whatever you want to call it, and just fucking straight up badass. Cool. It's just straight up heavy, in the almost in the vein of Vicious Head Society. So it's oh, got it's yeah. got a lot of winding and twist and a lot of heavy elements to it, but again with those badass, very powerful vocals that you're yeah. gonna want. Yeah. 
so this one, I would say if you're going to listen to any of the bands that we're talking about today, Vicious Head Society and Terra Odium are the ones to fucking listen to. Awesome. Because, um, or maybe the next one that I'm going to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, don't don't miss out on Terra Odium. I mean, do you do yourself a favor and check it out, man. Like, it's, it's even for people who might not really enjoy um, progressive metal mm-hmm. will still enjoy this album. It's got enough for everybody. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's good. The next one is my was my second pick, my second favorite pick of 2021, which was Countless Skies. Uh, it's called Glow. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this one came out in 2020. This is my th- this was actually my favorite pick of 2020. Gotcha, uh, dude. Countless Skies, man. Mm-hmm. I can't get over this album. That has vibes of Devin Townsend. There's vibes of Opeth. Uh, there's vibes of Dark Tranquility and In Flames. There's just all these different vibes going on in this one album. Wow. And it's probably one of the best albums that have come out in many years for me. So I clearly missed this one. So I got to check yeah, this one out. It's yeah, it's incredible. Now, you're going to look at different styles of things going on. And you're going to think, no, man, what are you talking about, bro? This is like melodic death. No, dude, it's everything. It's everything in the way they do all the different cool kinds. Name too. Yeah, yeah, dude. Countless skies, man. Glow, and I especially love the trio towards the end. Glow parts one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. What I like to do, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. If this is like something that you'd want to do, but I usually play glow parts one, two, and three, mm-hmm. and then I'll go up to the beginning. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll wow. Start, yeah, that's how you know you like an album, yeah. dude. When you're fucking coming up with a different listening, yeah, like, <laughs> a different listening order. The sequence is totally different, yeah, as opposed to the way it's written. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, so okay. I did that. I wrote. I wrote. I uh, I went the other way. So you know, with the power of cell phones nowadays, you can just make a playlist. And yeah, have for it in sure. That order and boom, yeah. you're good to go. Yeah, but no, this one is a very powerful album because there are elements. This this you know the growls, the cleans. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the choruses and everything that's happening, you are going to get vibes undoubtedly from Devin. You're going to get vibes from, from, from Opeth. Well, from, I'm going to listen to it on the way yeah. home from here. So yeah, <laughs> this one is another not to be missed. So let's add that to the three. Okay. So three, if you listen to three albums from this list, Vicious Head Society, Vicious Head Society, uh, Terra Odium, Terra Odium and Countless Guys. Countless Guys. All right. Don't there miss out. Those Don't big, miss those. Those are the big ones. And if you feel like getting a little Middle Eastern, Mountain Fever is for you from Subterranean oh, Massacre. That's such a fun album. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's just fun. delightful. Yeah. yeah. It's a treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, those are some of our picks over the past couple of years. Some good progressive metal. Now, we yeah. there are some prog rock albums that I wanted to talk about um, in the future. Okay. Not now, not today, but we'll we'll get to those maybe. Uh, there's a lot of good ones out there, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. And um, but yeah, um, we have other episodes coming out again. Uh, Ukraine metal. Yeah. Um, Christian metal. We're gonna do. We're gonna dive into it and see how what we think about it. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. uh, I'm gonna select five, six bands. Um, I might, you know, I always do ten, but I'm gonna just kind of. Pick them randomly, and and I have I, I made a list already. You pick three and just call it the Holy Trinity. Oh, that's cheating. That three is not enough though. That, dude, I know. That's my problem. <laughs> How about I pick six and say that it's three? You know, you just <laughs> it's the Holy Double Trinity. <laughs> the Holy Double Trinity. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just you know give our thoughts on it. Was it really good? Okay. Is it not? You know, and I know I already know one of them is a, a very good progressive metal band, yeah. actually called Dark Water. So we would probably that's something we would probably be listening to normally and have no clue that it's Christian, which doesn't matter because yeah. it's not like we're Satanists or whatever. No, yeah, it doesn't matter so, what the context of the music is. Good music is good music. Man. Oh, at the end of the day, absolutely. So with that being said, buy the ticket, take the ride.